You're listening to the Play Like a Girl podcast, episode number 13. You play ball like a girl! I'm Nikki B with Play Like a Girl, made just for female athletes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Play Like a Girl podcast. I'm your host, Nikki B. Here at Play Like a Girl, we aim to encourage more confidence in young women who play sports and give them the necessary tools and advice to have an amazing career in sports and beyond. If you are a young woman who plays sports and lives an active lifestyle, or you know one of these young women, I am so excited you are here. Each week, we will either bring you a guest in the sports world or have a roundtable discussion of the many taboo and important topics in the world of female sports. Are you with me? Let's change the game. All right, Flag listeners, today I'm joined by three women who work for our parent company, Max Preps, and they're all former college softball and volleyball players, so I'm excited to hear their take on being a student athlete and how that translates into the working world after talking to the high school softball players in episode number 10. So ladies, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Okay, so let's get into introductions. Let's go around the table, introduce who you are, your name, what you do here at Max Preps, and where did you go to school? Where did you go to college? I'll start. My name is Kelsey Wagner, and I'm in the marketing department here at Max Preps. And I went to school and played college softball at Western Kentucky University. Awesome. Cool. I am Lindsay Ray. I went to UC Davis, also played college softball. I run product here at Max Preps. Uh, my name is Megan Nelson, was Megan Lothry back in my college days, <laughs> played volleyball at Cal State Stanislaus, so if I stood up you would see I'm 6'1", and <laughs> that was my path. <laughs> awesome. And are, where are all you ladies from? So how did you kind of, what was your journey to getting here to Max Preps? Were you, did you grow up in this area or were you from the areas that you went to school? Well, now that Max Preps is in Eldorado Hills, this is actually where I grew up. I went to Oak Ridge, mm-hmm. so not too far down the road. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Shingle Springs, where Max Preps used to be, and went to Ponderosa High School. Um, when I ended up here at Max Preps, I kind of stumbled upon this job actually at a high school football game. Ran in Andy Beal, who is my boss now, and he's like, what are you doing now that you're out of college? And he's like, do you want to start working at Max Preps? And literally, I showed up to work on Monday, and I've never left, and that was 15 years ago. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm from Yuba City High School, so kind of up in the cuts a little bit. Um, but I had a family connection to Max Preps, but like both of these women, uh, first job out of college and loved it so much, haven't left. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to get into that later then. Um, and I love that you guys are all local girls. Like, yeah. I'm a local girl too. So, okay. So let's talk about high school. So, you, uh, some of you mentioned where you went to high school. I think maybe all of you did. Um, but talk about how did you get into your sport? When did that happen? How many sports did you play growing up? And like, when did you finally kind of narrow it down to the sport that you ended up going to school for? So I only played softball. Mm-hmm. Well, baseball to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, t-ball. Um, I was actually born in Oregon, so they didn't have softball in this small town that I grew up in. So it was baseball, and then moved here, and softball was the game. Mm-hmm. So. I think I started at least at me probably eight years old Mm -hmm. and never stopped. So softball was my only sport. So I played a bunch of a bunch of sports. I played growing up um, a lot of soccer. Then in high school, soccer and softball were in the same season, so you had to basically choose right before you got to high school. Mm -hmm. But I played basketball and softball all through high school, and actually I liked playing basketball better because it's more of a physical sport Mm -hmm. that you could uh, box people out and throw your elbows (laughs) around. Where softball, there's not really any contact. But I'm 5'10 and not, not 6'1", <laughs> so not tall enough to play basketball in college, um, so kind of decided to go the softball route. But I played all, uh, all four years of basketball and softball in high school. Wow. So you were busy the whole year. Yeah. It was always good, though, for softball season. I was always the best, the most in shape of everybody because mm-hmm. I was in basketball season while they were just getting started, and I would get out to the first practice running laps around everybody right. else. You didn't have any off-season, no. so you were training the whole year. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm similar to Lindsay, um, but when I picked my final sport, it was for the opposite of Lindsay. So uh, growing up, I played soccer nonstop. I actually did gymnastics for two years until I came back one summer and again, six months. So (laughs) that was done Um, in grade school. I ran track. I played softball. I really tried to do it all, but basketball uh, was my sport growing up. I didn't even play volleyball at all until high school. Um, So I tried out. I barely made the freshman team. Um, my friends who also play basketball with me made varsity. I remember being like, wow, I suck at this, but it's fun. 
Uh, so I played basketball and volleyball my first three years. So by my senior year, I was so into volleyball and so much better at volleyball that I actually didn't play basketball my senior year. I specialized the final year. And I laughed because my reasoning, one, I loved volleyball. I just really, I wish I would have found it sooner, mm-hmm. but I didn't like basketball. I didn't <laughs> want to be boxing girls out. I, for being as tall as I am, was not very physical. I wasn't the best rebounder. I wasn't the best at any of these tall girl things. <laughs> so it made more sense for me to stick to volleyball. Yeah, total opposite. Yep. <laughs> I like that I would just do my hair and makeup. Yep. No one could touch me. The oh only thing I could do was just show my skills with volleyball, not with like, well, maybe yes. I'll elbow you in the face. <laughs> that was totally me. So I played basketball um, in middle school, and my dad would always yell at me. He was like, you're afraid of the ball. Like, don't be afraid of the ball. And I was kind of one of the taller girls at the time. I'm only 5'8 now, but at the time in middle school, I was like one of the taller girls. But I couldn't, like, I just didn't know how to be physical. And I was afraid of the ball. I wouldn't rebound. Like, yeah, so it was the same thing for me. So luckily I found golf uh, the summer before eighth grade. Um, and then, yeah, I ended up playing in high school. But, yeah, I definitely was not one of the more physical girls. So luckily I didn't stick to basketball. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so how did you ladies, like, pick your sport? Like, what was it about your sport that really, um, I don't know, like, struck a chord in you? I think for me I only played softball. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just that. I could show the skills that it was pretty good at it, mm-hmm. and then I could go to college mm-hmm. um, th- with playing the sport. So that's how I chose softball. For you, it was a big family connection too. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, right? my just... dad. My dad almost got drafted, so oh, he wow. was born, raised in baseball. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then my sister also played. So mm-hmm. we both kind of chose the path of softball. Mm-hmm. So. It's kind of like whatever my sister did, I kind of did. So, um, yeah. And I'm good at it, so yeah. I keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. But it's something we've talked about it on the podcast before. When it's something your family does, whether it's your dad or sibling, like it's really fun and awesome to have that, you know, because you're already bonded as a family, but to have that like other activity that mm-hmm. really like bonds you guys together is really cool. Well, when you're that in involved in that sport mm-hmm. that's all you do right I mean you're practicing yep. two to three times a week mm-hmm. you leave on a Friday or Saturday morning you have at you know 5 a.m. to drive to Stockton mm-hmm. so I mean your day your whole week is dedicated to that right so you're I was living with my dad basically yep. in the car because totally. my coaches yep too, so. mm-hmm. yep I remember those days for sure <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure I have like a pivotal moment of like softball is going to be my sport mm-hmm. I think I just grew up I have two younger brothers we all played every sport. And I think mm-hmm. my parents really encouraged like playing every sport. So mm-hmm. we always were in season. And I don't know how they did it with three kids, multiple games and practices right. happening. Somehow we made it to everything. And I think just because I wasn't going to be big enough to play my position in basketball in college, that's how I ended up, you know, kind of deciding I was going to go the softball route. But I was good at it. I loved it. I loved playing sports. I'm a very competitive person. Like I just sports has been a big part of my life and just a big part of who I am has been competing. So I I don't really know why softball is Mm -hmm. the sport that I ended up doing. For me, uh, I wouldn't say I have a pivotal moment where it was like the light bulb went on, Mm -hmm. but a big part of it was the difference between basketball and volleyball. I grew into volleyball and really just fell in love with the sport Mm -hmm. and finding it so late in my kind of childhood career, um, I was like, I couldn't get enough. Mm -hmm. So I started playing club sports. I hadn't played any of those off-season sports for anything else, so it was a year-round adventure for me. And then my sophomore year of high school, I had two amazing coaches. So that was a big difference. Mm -hmm. I had good coaches along the way, but two coaches specifically that followed our group of girls from our sophomore, junior, and senior years. Um, We had the same age group. We didn't graduate a bunch of people. We were all together with these two coaches. And it was an amazing experience Mm -hmm. that even my high school friends talk about now. So I give a lot of credit to them for putting me down the path to play volleyball. Definitely. Yeah, coaches make a huge difference for sure. I mean, they can make or break a team 100% mm-hmm. um, and really determine what that team, if they the players end up staying in the sport or not. Yep. Um, that's something we've talked about too on the podcast, like how coaches really have an effect on the players more than maybe they even, even realize for sure. Um, so what about um, position? So I want to know for softball, what position you guys played? Because I know we talked about that with the girls on podcast ten. <laughs> yeah, so I was considered a utility player. I can play anywhere, but my two main positions were shortstop and second base. Okay. Yeah. I was also a shortstop all growing up. Mm-hmm. I got to college and they're like, We don't like this tall, kind of long armed shortstop, mm-hmm. so they put me at third base. And um, I played third base every single game, sophomore year to senior year through college. 
And it was really hard transition going from shortstop, you play really far away from the batter. And then at third base, you're like 15 feet away. And I remember just flinching all the time. Every time people would swing for like the first while until I got it down, like, okay, hit it at me. I can keep my eyes on this ball. Um, so yeah, I ended up being a third baseman after being like a middle infielder all growing up. That's funny because I was actually opposite. I was third baseman and loved it. And then our, our in my junior year of high school, our uh, shortstop graduated. So they transitioned me to shortstop and I wish I would have stayed at third base. <laughs> it's a long waiting game at shortstop. You gotta oh, wait for yeah. the ball. Or third base, there's no time the to decide. Corner. The hot corner. Yeah. That's what they call it, it's the hot yeah. corner. You don't have time, you just have to react. Like that's, yeah. you just have to react. So it was, it was a big change, but mm-hmm. kind of like you said, it was like a challenge, something mm-hmm. new and different and made it exciting. Made me work even harder in college because I wanted to start and I wanted to fill that void that our team needed. So I figured it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What about for volleyball? Uh, middle hitter. Mm-hmm. So that was it. That was it. <laughs> volleyball has changed so recently. Anyone who's listening that's playing volleyball mm-hmm. now, they're putting a lot of quicker people in the middle. So you're still tall. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you watch the NZ2A championships, the shortest person's like six one. Oh my gosh. But back when I was playing, it was just the tallest girl goes right in the middle because mm-hmm. that's meant for blocking. Mm-hmm. And I was a great hitter too, but I was the tall girl meant for blocking. Now you can be a little bit shorter, but you need to be very quick to block the middle, the outside, and the left side. So. Um, if I played again, I would likely be in another position strictly for mm-hmm. height. It's a lot of volleyball foundation. Mm-hmm. You have to be good at what you do, but to figure out where to even start you, it's like, okay, short, back row, you, outside, you, middle. So <laughs> I just went into the middle. <laughs> That's funny. Were you six one in high school too? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, probably by freshman year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so cool. You're the tallest girl on your team in high can't school. Can't teach tall. Um, yeah. You, yeah, I was gonna say you must. Yeah, win. we had. I mean, we had a, a couple five elevens. Mm-hmm. Um, girl played basketball with pushing six foot, but on mm-hmm. my team, I was the tallest one. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's so cool. Yep. Okay, so let's get into. I want to know how you went from high school um, to college because all you ladies played college. I think that, and played in college, and I think that's so cool. So, what was your like your college recruiting experience like? Because I know it differs for everyone. Yeah, so I had a few offers on the table, um, just played travel ball, um, got recruited at a big showcase tournament in Colorado, um, but I had a lot of offers on the table, uh, I think about three, um, went on three official visits, and then um, ended up choosing Western Kentucky based on the campus um, and the, the coach mm-hmm. at the time. Um, but that was kind of my process. It was um, pretty simple. Um, coaches came to me. Um, I did send out like recruiting videos <laughs> and my profile at tournaments. They, you know, we had a college liaison in the stands, so they saw a college coach. They'd go up and give them our little notes about mm-hmm. who we are and our GPAs and all that. But um, a lot of it was just by showcase tournaments, them seeing us all play, um, and then they uh, approached us after I think it was a junior year deadline mm-hmm. or whenever they could talk to you at the time. Yeah, similar, similar to Kelsey, except for I chickened out for all the places that were far away. So growing up here, I had like offers and went on visits like in Texas and like mm-hmm. further away. And I just kind of chickened out. And UC Davis was about an hour away from home. Mm-hmm. So my parents could still come to the games and I could still come home on the weekends. And I had two younger brothers that were still, you know, home. And I think, yeah, I chickened out. I mean, it wasn't, a, it ended up being a great thing, um, but really it came down to, it was the closest school that was good academically mm-hmm. um, that wanted me to play there. So yeah. that's how I chose UC Davis. Yeah, yeah and I wanted, I wanted to go far away, mm-hmm. but also again, in my sister's footsteps. She went and played softball in Ohio. Oh, okay. So I was like, well, she can do it, I can do <laughs> it. Yeah. And, um, you know, so, and like, at the, you know, it was the farther away you go from home mm-hmm. at the, you know, California and Texas and Florida are kind of the main hubs for softball players back, you know, when I was being recruited. And so the farther away, you got more money um, for, um, you know, for mm-hmm. the softball scholarship. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like, if I go farther away, I can save my parents some money. Mm-hmm. I won't have to get any loans, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the thought process for me going far away mm-hmm. from home. Being a California softball player is like a hot commodity. Mm-hmm. Going to all those showcase tournaments that we've played at. They're still doing it today, but it's like you play on a good team in California, you've got all the coaches from all across the country watching you play. Mm. Okay. Um, my experience was different from that mm-hmm. uh, for volleyball. So in Yuba City, um, geographically, it's by itself, it's grown mm-hmm. now, but um, back when we were playing, we weren't involved in the Sacramento scene. Mm-hmm. So there was just our school and one um, 
club team is the term for volleyball. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have a lot of experience in being recruited. Mm -hmm. Um, We went to tournaments, but there wasn't really anyone getting heavily recruited at the time in our sport. So I really only had two offers and one was for Chico and one was for Stanislaus. Mm Chico came after I had signed. Mm. So I didn't even get a chance to consider it. I was so excited I even got one offer Mm -hmm. um, that I was like, where do I sign, basically? So that came about from the local community college who had a connection with Stanislaus who knew they needed my position. Mm -hmm. And I really liked the campus. And again, at the time, all of us just wanted to play. So we all took basically what we could get Um, in hindsight knowing more what I know now you do if you're from a smaller community need to be a part of a larger community mm-hmm. to get out there even if you're extremely talented if you don't go get seen it can be a challenge uh the community up there's a lot different now uh it's definitely more woven into mm-hmm. Sacramento but back in the day it was just we were this little little group and mm-hmm. no one really knew about us and we were really good but we just weren't on the radar of anywhere so I was really grateful to go to Stanislaus I had yeah. a great experience but I did not have the traditional like mm-hmm. years of playing and a few offers. Mm-hmm. It was kind of I got one, I'll take it. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, like, we ended up we actually played for the same ASA team, the travel ball team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm older than her, but same team. It has a very big name in Sacramento. I mean, again, now the scene's changed a little bit. There's a lot more teams mm-hmm. that are good, but back then, like that was the best team in Sacramento. So if you were on that team, like there was every uh, showcase tournament, the stands were full of college mm-hmm. coaches. So you just had to perform, which mm-hmm. does put a little bit of pressure on you, but you had to do well when you knew those people were sitting there watching you, mm-hmm. and you were going to have some offers. Yeah, maybe I had the reverse of no pressure. We all played great because we're like, we yeah. don't even know if anyone's <laughs> watching. We're just here for fun. <laughs> right, really doing it with heart, you <laughs> yeah. know, instead of, like, putting the pressure on yourself. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it's amazing. I mean, all of you got, you know, great educations and got to go to school um, and play play sports while you're at school, yeah. too. I mean, not a lot of people get that opportunity and that experience. Um, But yeah, I know, and I think it's important what I realized with the uh, other, the high school softball girls is that playing on a travel ball team is just huge. And I think it's obviously like the high school sports are important, but a lot of coaches are looking at, and like you said, like there was only kind of one travel ball team in Sacramento and now there's like multiple. So Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely getting out there um, and getting your name out there is important. But okay, let's transfer into the actual college experience. How was that for each of you ladies? Um, yeah, just talk about what that experience was like. Oh, where did I start? No, I mean, I am so grateful for being able to play college mm-hmm. athletics. Um, I think it's something that, um, you know, obviously I'll cherish for the rest of my life and um, hopefully pass on to my kids mm-hmm. um, and they get to have that experience. But um, my, uh, my coach left after my freshman year. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard because mm-hmm. um, the coach that recruited you, you're, you know, I, I chose this school because I love the school, but I also chose because of the coach. Right. Um, so she left after my freshman year to go to UK and she's still there today and doing great. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the coach that came in just wasn't a good fit for my personality. So mm-hmm. I had a little bit of a, a battle there, but um, wouldn't trade the teammate relationships that I got, mm-hmm. um, you know, my, my academics, um, getting a degree. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, it's hard work. It's a job. Yes. When you go to a D1 mm-hmm. program, to, it's, a, it's a job. Mm-hmm. It's not only going to school. It's you got to get up at 6 a.m. or earlier, mm-hmm. go to weights or go to conditioning, then go to class. Then after class or in between class, go to a practice. Mm-hmm. And then for me, I have my classes were night classes. So after practice, I'm going back to class and then having to fit in some time for homework. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely the grind, but it definitely makes you who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Mm-hmm. You miss out on a lot of things being a college mm-hmm. athlete. Um, my 21st birthday I spent at a tournament. Oh, me too. In Stanislaus, actually. Oh. I was in Stanislaus <laughs> at a softball tournament. I, we yeah, both celebrated our 21st birthday at the same one bar. No that is interlocked. You went to the bar? <laughs> my mom, like, snuck me out of my room. No That's way. Awesome, to, like, go get me a drink on my 21st birthday. And they're like, we need to see your ID because I'm wearing my softball uniform with, like, oh a bow God. in my hair. And they're like, there's no way. So she's 21. I'm like, today's my birthday. Back home at school, everyone was having, like, a raging party. Mm-hmm. And texting Mm -hmm. me about this great party that they were at and I was like thanks guys it's my birthday and I'm at a tournament 
So you miss out on things. Mm -hmm. Um, I think some of the like sports stuff aside, some of the stuff I did love about college is I don't like mornings. And even if I had to get up at 6 a.m. for weights, I can make my classes not start till 10. Mm -hmm. So I could do weights, come back home, sleep for a couple hours, (laughs) go to class at 10. We did have night classes, which was a big change from growing up Mm -hmm. in high school. Like having classes from 7 to 9 at night. It's so crazy. But that's a thing in college. Um, I became the best napper ever. If you gave me like 30 minutes of yes. free time, yes. like, everybody becomes better. Like, you, yes. you get napping down. I was like, in I could like jump into my bed and be asleep <laughs> and back up for practice or the next event like oh. so quickly. Um, but yeah, just tons of great memories. Mm-hmm. Some of my best friends I still have today are my, you know, college softball teammates, which were then my roommates. You know, mm-hmm. they were in my wedding. I mean, just Aww. best friends, best memories. Um, but yeah, a lot of hard work. Yeah, I love that you brought up that napping. Napping. <laughs> because it's so true. And I think I just honestly had an epiphany because I'm like, why am I such a good napper? And it's probably because of college. <laughs> yeah. I had, You had to learn how to nap He's... in between classes or weights or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Snuck it in. Yeah, yeah, you had to sneak it in. because it's like 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Because yeah. you're Let's literally on from like 5 a.m. to probably midnight. So like you, you know, only get five hours of sleep, six hours of sleep if you're lucky every night. So mm-hmm. you got to fit in those naps, even if it's a 30-minute power nap. <laughs> For sure. Um, My experience was so similar. I mean, I think college is amazing for anyone. I remember those two great coaches I had in high school telling us in high school, they're like, just wait until college. The relationships you make there are the ones you'll have forever. And we're like, come on, we're best friends. Mm -hmm. I'm going to love all these people Mm -hmm. forever. And I do a few, but Mm -hmm. most have now fallen away. And he was so right that the college relationships now, a decade later, I just said how old I was, (laughs) dang it, um, are the ones that are really sticking. And for volleyball being a fall sport, we came in for double days early. So when college courses started, call it September 1st, Mm -hmm. I already had an instant group of friends. Mm -hmm. So I was really lucky that I knew a ton of people already and I knew the seniors, the juniors. So it -hmm. wasn't just a bunch of freshmen. I came in with a huge community of people. Um, Everything they said about napping was funny. Um, (laughs) You know, just going on all day is really Mm -hmm. tough. For me, I was pretty um, dedicated to my studies in high school, and I was extremely dedicated in college, but I also learned how to relax a little bit and have fun. So a lot Mm -hmm. of high school felt like an audition or an interview for college. It was Mm -hmm. all about the destination, Mm -hmm. but college for me was the journey. Um, I met my husband there. I got to play sports all the time. Mm -hmm. I made a bunch of good friends. I made some mistakes, Mm -hmm. things that I hadn't done in high school because I was all about just getting there. So I wouldn't trade any of those kind of highs and lows in college for anything mm-hmm. definitely and, and one thing I didn't really touch on was like moving away from home mm-hmm. um, being so on your own yeah. yeah so it was like my I think my mom took me to school and got me moved into my mm-hmm. dorm and then it was like all right see ya mom and I remember like going like don't get homesick don't get homesick <laughs> and I surprisingly didn't mm-hmm. until like a month in because like mm-hmm. the first, you're like I'm alone, I'm my own room, I can go do whatever I want mm-hmm. at any no time. Here to tell me yeah, that. it's exciting. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, oh, mom's not here to do my laundry. Mm-hmm. Oh, mom can't make me some dinner. Food. Yeah, <laughs> food. Yep. You know, and then it's like, oh, and then you just start to really do miss mm-hmm. home. But again, having sports made that transition so much easier because mm-hmm. you are so busy. And so it was just like, well, yeah, I can call home. Or, mm-hmm. And I think at the time we didn't have FaceTime. No, and right. so it was like Skype. And mm-hmm. it was like, yeah. so it was in and out because internet was so yep. spotty <laughs> in the dorms. So yeah, it was a lot of just pick up the phone and just mm-hmm. check in. But, you know, and then for me, I had a boyfriend back at home. Mm-hmm. So that was the hardest part. Oh, but yeah. um, he's still my, he's still my life. He's my husband oh, now. So, yeah. Oh, that's so cute. But it made it, that made it really hard. Yeah. But he also played college sports. So we both mm-hmm. had our own. Um, yeah our own uh, task at hand so mm-hmm. made it so, easier okay so for you because you went a lot further from home than the three of us did what is your best advice for girls who do go far away from home because like you said I know it's like getting on you know video calls now FaceTime which yeah. we didn't have but yeah. um, it, like what else is there like that they can do to kind of like just ease themselves and like you know just I mean obviously you're always gonna miss home but mm-hmm. um, just make it a little easier I mean definitely taking things from like your current room mm-hmm. with you to set up in your dorm to yes. make it feel like you st- are mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely did did that. And then, um, I mean, obviously just go out and do things. Mm-hmm. Don't just sit in your dorm and think about how much mm-hmm. you miss home. Go out to just even like the common area and mm-hmm. just see if you can meet new people. Mm-hmm. Um, for, you know, obviously playing sports, you have instant friends. Mm-hmm. So just hang out with your teammates, go to the movie, just mm-hmm. make, you know, fill your time so that you're not 
missing home mm-hmm. makes it a lot easier. And then obviously once season gets into mode and you're just it's go go go, right. then you don't have time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think building those relationships is very key mm-hmm. to um, just feeling at home. Yeah. you know, because when you have those relationships, whether it's your teammates or other people that you've met, other like college roommates or whatever it may be, I think that definitely makes you know gives a little piece of home because yeah. you have a you know like really loving relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you guys are all in the same spot, so everybody mm-hmm. is away from home, mm-hmm. so lean on each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, to fill that void of home. And there were some local girls that were on our team. So it was like, could we go to your mom and dad's house this weekend? Mm-hmm. For, you know, so it was like yeah. you had that family feel because mm-hmm. you got to like hang out with their yeah. parents or something. <laughs> so we did that a, quite, a, quite a bit. Oh, that's huge. I would say if you guys have that. So that was my family. So my parents were like the total, um, you know, they were everyone's parents mm-hmm. um, because a lot of the girls – there were some from the Sacramento area, but half the team wasn't. And there was even some girls from other countries. Um, so especially for them, like really, you know, my parents inviting everyone to the mm-hmm. house on Friday night for dinner or whatever. Yeah. Just like having some set of parents there just really made them feel at home. So yeah, if, you know, that's your family, invite them in. Or if it's, yeah, if you know another girl who is local, definitely be like, can I, can I come over? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what about, um, I want to talk about skills. So the skills you learn um, as a student athlete, because I know um, a lot of the time what people talk about is it's student before athlete, and I think that's something you really have to learn, and I think that translates into the working world. So what are some skills that you ladies feel like really help mold you as a person and as a employee today? I think prioritization is Mm -hmm. like key. When we kind of already touched on that, there's a lot of stuff going on. You maybe aren't going to be the straight-A student, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to be the straight-A student. You have to get good enough grades to keep playing. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, at least for me, my coach did a really good job, like, knowing that all of us as freshmen are coming in and we're on our own. We don't have our parents telling us what to do. We had, like, study hall we had to show up Mm -hmm. for just to make sure we were getting our work done. And as long as you kept getting good grades, you didn't end up back in study hall. But freshman year, like, you were there with – uh, someone watching you do your work. It was like mm-hmm. at least six to eight hours a, a week of we study. Had, you had to yeah. check in. We mm-hmm. had to like sign in with this book, sit mm-hmm. at the same table so uh-huh. someone could make sure we were doing our work. So they didn't lose freshmen that were just like, we're on our own, we to work. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like kind of letting go. You don't yeah. have to get straight A's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I definitely got my first C in college and I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, okay, <laughs> I need to actually put time into this. I can't, not that high school was coasting through, but college mm-hmm. really is very challenging. Mm-hmm. There's going to be easier courses and harder courses, but a lot of those harder courses are hard. Mm-hmm. So you can't just skate by. You have to dedicate time to do it. Um, so time management, prioritization, and then thinking beyond sports also becomes something you start to do after your freshman and sophomore year. Um, if you're going to go to grad school, you need to maintain good grades. Mm-hmm. If you want to get a certain type of job, you need to be thinking about that. It has terms of your coursework and your mm-hmm. classes. So you can't just skate by and mm-hmm. only do well in your PE classes and not learn how to do your business classes. And then you graduate and you really don't have any skills. Mm-hmm. So. I think as time went on, it was like, well, volleyball, I only have two more seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to start mm-hmm. thinking, what's like, next? What's next? Mm-hmm. So that's picking now my concentration mm-hmm. and thinking bigger when volleyball has been my life the whole time until then. So college starts to open up, like, that what's next part of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I changed my major probably, like, four different times through really? college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I just didn't really know what I was going right. to do Because you were a softball player. Yes, <laughs> that was what I was. I was right. a softball player, and it's like, shoot, no, college is ending. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I kept changing my major. Like, I was biology when I started at Davis. I thought I was going to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And then I decided those seven oh. to nine labs, like, all the time. <laughs> or the seven to nine horrible. years of school after yeah. school. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> yeah, so kind of just like moving around helped me kind of see what I thought mm-hmm. I wanted to do with the majors. Um, another thing too, I mean, this goes back to the softball. Like I am super competitive person. They know that about me. <laughs> but I mean, a lot of that is because of the athlete that I was. Yeah. And I think that still does translate into business now. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to lose to any other company. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be second best to anybody else. I don't want to put out like crappy or mm-hmm. like subpar product on our website. Like I have a very high standard of like what is good. And everyone knows that about me. Like, we're trying to make the best thing possible. And I think that comes from just, like, deep down in my soul, I'm so competitive and I hate losing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I, I want to jump back to um, the majors real quick. But, yeah, I think that's a good point about being competitive. I feel like in 
a work environment in an office, you could always tell who was a college athlete and who wasn't. There's just a different drive about them and a different work ethic. Um, but we'll talk about that later. But I want to talk about you switching your majors because I think that's um, a really important topic to talk about because I think as like 18 year olds, we're supposed to know what we want to do in life. And that I think is just so difficult. I, at 18, 19, 20 years old, it's really hard to figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. and. I think one thing is for the, our listeners to know that it's okay to change. And whatever you get your, your major, whatever you graduate in, that doesn't mean that you have to do that for the rest mm-hmm. of your life. Because as a person, you grow and change over the years. So what, I want to know what majors you um, you changed in, in yeah, college. Yeah, I was biology because growing up, I thought I wanted to be a doctor. Like mm-hmm. That was my goal. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it just was got to college and was like, I mm-hmm. can't hang with this 10 years of college mm-hmm. thing. Um, so did that for a little bit and then I switched to math. I was a math major cause like that's when my brain works. I'm mm-hmm. such a math person and I was doing that for a while and then I was like, okay, what am I actually going to do if I'm a math major? <laughs> like, am I going to like teach math? Cause I don't want to do that either. <laughs> um, so then I, then it was like kind of floating for a while and, um, we've joked about this before. Pretty much half of the athletes at UC Davis were communications mm-hmm. majors because that yep. was, that was, that was kind of like the easiest one to do. You didn't have to write a lot of essays. Yep. It was a lot of multiple choice tests. Um, so I kind of was thinking like, oh, I'm just going to go that route. And then I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do that. So I ended up graduating with managerial economics and communications major, um, which is the closest thing that Davis had to like a business degree. Mm-hmm. But it was a lot more focused on like econ, which mm-hmm. was kind of like my math skills. Um but still, when I, I, I settled on that and that's what I finished doing, I still graduated and was like, what the heck am I going to mm-hmm. do now? Like, I didn't feel like I was really prepared for, like, what my passion was. I literally stumbled on this job and I haven't left. I think I got pretty lucky where mm-hmm. I ended up. But I didn't have a really great plan. Where my brother behind me, I think my parents saw that with me and are like, we need to help kind of put him in the right direction. Mm-hmm. He graduated with an engineering degree. And he basically got signing bonuses, like, from was being you know offered from multiple companies to come work for him which I'm like why didn't I do that because I think that's I'm still it's kind of math um I just didn't really know Mm -hmm. so again it is okay to totally switch around and taking a few classes here and there kind of gets you a little bit of a taste of Mm -hmm. what that major is so yeah yeah I think it's definitely okay to switch around and like maybe um choosing some electives that are like it's just something you're kind of interested yeah. in and really kind of exploring it because you may find like you said like you thought maybe you wanted to do biology and then math and you're like nope I want to do to- like something yeah. totally different mm-hmm. um, and that was me too like I was a communications um, with emphasis in public relations major um, and then like my junior senior year I realized I wanted to do broadcast journalism unfortunately Sacramento State didn't really have that sort of a program I could do like some sort of journalism program but I was already too far deep into my to my classes Mm -hmm. I was like you know what it's too late now but I think it's totally okay to to change and you know you're gonna it's gonna change you grow as a person and you're not gonna like want to do the same thing you wanted to do when you were seven years old yeah you know and a lot of your degree unless you're doing a vocation like Mm -hmm. nursing or doctors Mm -hmm. um when you get your job, they just want to see that you graduated, you're right. educated. Mm-hmm. If it's your first job, you don't necessarily have to get the right degree for mm-hmm. that job. So very quickly, it doesn't matter so much yeah. what the degree mm-hmm. is in, especially if it's a business communications, mm-hmm. managerial, more practical degree. Um, a lot of it is just showing that you can finish your four years, mm-hmm. you're dedicated, you're educated, and exactly. we'll take a chance on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about you ladies? Was it kind of, were, did you know like what you wanted to do your whole life, or did you change in college? What was it like for you? Yeah, I, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, again, followed in my sister's footsteps, mm-hmm. went into the business school. Mm-hmm. She did a focus on marketing, I just did business management. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had to declare a major mm-hmm. going in as a freshman. Right. Um, where like I know some schools, you don't have to declare to like your junior year, mm-hmm. which I think is smart because mm-hmm. it's like do your electives, do your you know general classes. Mm-hmm. That way maybe you have a little bit more time to decide. Um, but yeah, I had to declare right away, and I had no idea. But I was like business management, it's general. I'll be able to take it wherever. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I chose chose mm-hmm. my major. Yeah, I totally same. Declared mm-hmm. as a freshman, mm-hmm. I picked business because it was practical, mm-hmm. and I knew I could do anything after school mm-hmm. with business. Um, if I had to say what I wanted to do 
would be, and this is going to sound so cheesy, <laughs> but work for a really cool sports company. And that just sounds so hokey that mm-hmm. I'm here, but I wanted to really what you wanted to do. Yeah, just work no. for a cool company and have it hopefully be in sports. So I have applied oh, for like the, the AVP mm-hmm. down yeah. in SoCal. I'm like, okay, it's just a cool company mm-hmm. doing sports stuff. And that's why I'm like, this sounds so cheesy. But no. if I had a vision of what I thought I would do after college, mm-hmm. that is what it would be. Uh, my actual minor was human resource management, mm-hmm. strictly because I had a professor that did the whole course in Jeopardy style, and that was so fun. So <laughs> they found cool. that out yesterday. I was like, yeah, no, never had plans to be an HR manager. Wow. Don't really retain a lot of that, but I had a great time doing a whole class, finals, pop uh-huh. quizzes. It was Jeopardy. So Wait, that's fun. Really fun. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he's still teaching at Stanislas. class. I'd recommend that's his courses because awesome. you're going to have a great time. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, though, that you, like, knew you wanted to work for just a cool, like, sports company or a cool company that does something related to sports. And um, I think that's important, like, for girls now to kind of, like, write down. Don't be afraid. To, and, you know, because you kind of, like, manifested what you're doing now yeah. in so a way. Put it out in the universe yes. and it comes back. To yes, you. Yes, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's all those minor league baseball teams yep. and mm-hmm. professional sports teams yep. and sports marketing companies but mm-hmm. again I couldn't see too far past being a volleyball player mm-hmm. so it was like well if I can't play sports let me at least talk about sports be right. around sports yeah. sports adjacent and luckily it worked out yeah no and I think to that point like no dream is too big you know if you if there's something you want to do like put it out there in the universe and like go after it do whatever you have to do to go get it um because it can happen mm-hmm. there's no reason it can't um let's talk about you just kind of mentioned you identified yourself as a volleyball player and then it was kind of like you wanted to stay in sports maybe because of volleyball so I know a lot of athletes um especially even myself like kind of face an identity crisis after you graduate um whether it's like you stop playing after high school or you stop playing after college um but did any of you face that when you graduated I wouldn't say I had an identity crisis Mm -hmm. I would still say I'm a volleyball player Mm -hmm. um which is a joke (laughs) in my mind I can still get out there but after college, I more struggled with um, not having a group of instant friends mm-hmm. or an instant community. Mm-hmm. So you go through your whole school life and mm-hmm. you have teammates and then you get put into the real world mm-hmm. and now you don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. So while you're still going and I had friendly connections, I didn't have a group of 12 to 15 people that I could go over to their dorm or apartment and just hang out. It was, you know, I moved from where I was mm-hmm. two hours back here So I didn't have any connections and it took me a while to build that back up. Whereas Mm -hmm. every other stage of life, I was given a set of connections right away. You weren't on a team anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be the the Mm -hmm. struggle that I faced Mm -hmm. um, is just kind of making my own team of friends and coworkers over time, which um, I have. But in the beginning, it was a struggle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a good point because a lot of times, like, when you graduate college, you really don't go back to your hometown. I mean, sometimes you do, but other times you you get a job and maybe a different city or a different state. So it definitely is like starting over, starting yeah. fresh again. Um, and that's kind of, yeah. You yeah, that was that my community. experience. You know, I was from an hour north of here, which mm-hmm. all doesn't sound that far, but I didn't have any connections. Right. So I went to Stanislaus where I didn't know anyone, mm-hmm. made a great group of friends. And then I ended up moving to Sacramento mm-hmm. where I didn't know anyone. Mm-hmm. So there was a few different journeys there, but now I have connections in all three places. So it worked out. But I would definitely be honest with that struggle for me personally to move away. If I had stayed in Turlock, I would have had friends there and connections to jobs. But if I could go back to the school thing, definitely consider the location of your school Mm -hmm. for your business side, too. If you're going to have a lot of connections after college, if you are planning on moving away, you might not have those instant job offers Mm -hmm. because you don't have that community if you move. So. Mm Yeah, I, I think I did a little bit struggle with identity. I mean, not maybe identity, but it's like, what's next? Right. Um, I, I can still, to this day, remember my very last college softball game. We won the national championship. We were at a pizza place with the whole team, coaches, celebrating. And I remember saying, like, what the heck is, what's next? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I do now? I mean, I still <laughs> had a little bit of college left, but... It was like, that was my whole Mm -hmm. life I'd been working towards. And that was my very last game Mm -hmm. that I just played. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh, like what's next? I can clearly remember like feeling that like heavy, like, oh my gosh, what do I do now? I mean, it all worked out okay, but I definitely had that feeling Mm -hmm. of 
what am I going to do with myself? Yeah, it's scary. And I think it happens kind of like senior year, you're kind of halfway through and all of a sudden you realize like, oh crap, <laughs> what's next? Like, you know, because you, it's all this build up, high school is all this build up to get into college and then in college you just want to like get through. You're just like chugging along, making sure you get all your schoolwork done, making sure you do as well as you can in your games. And then you finally, I think it halfway through senior year and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm graduating in a couple months. Yeah, what next? I need to start looking for jobs. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. So it's definitely a scary, um, a scary time for sure. <laughs> we were like at the highest, highest high you could possibly yes. be as an athlete, mm -hmm. and it was like that night, just kind of like, oh, this is all <laughs> slowly yeah. Yeah. Slowly yeah. ending. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness, definitely. I definitely went through the same. Um, for us, every year we made it to conference tournament, and then my senior year, we just had to go um, to one school and win. I think we had to win one out of the two games. We lost both, and we got run ruled. So we didn't make it to the tournament my senior year. So it was like, you know, going in like, oh, we got this. Mm -hmm. I got a couple, I got more games. And then it was like, oh, my season just abruptly ended. Like I'm, I'm, my career's over. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely it was kind of like, what next? And then for me, it was like, oh, I, I have to like pack up my stuff and move home. Mm -hmm. And, you know, cause I was not planning on staying in Bowling Green, which is about an hour north of Nashville, which a lot of people do stay um, in that area because Nashville is so close mm -hmm. and Nashville is a great town. And, um, but no, for me it was, okay, I gotta go back and mm -hmm. pack my stuff up and get on a plane and move home. Mm -hmm. um, so that was, for, and then it was like, what what happens when I get home? Mm -hmm. And move back in with mom and dad, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. it all kind of settles <laughs> back in with you like, oh my gosh, this is really, this is gonna be my reality. Yeah. And then it was like, I gotta find a job. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, that was that was so definitely funny for both you guys. I, we didn't come anywhere close to any type of playoffs, so <laughs> I didn't have that high. It was more like this is so fun and now it's over. But yeah. it was just that same level. Yeah, it that, was, that was definitely hard. Mm -hmm. It was like because you're like, oh, we got another tournament. Yeah. Oh no, we don't. We're mm -hmm. we're done. You know, four years of hard work and mm -hmm. everything just ended within yeah. a couple hours. So. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk about the what was next part. I want to know from you ladies, like what happened when you graduated and then what was your journey to where you are today? So yeah, I moved home mm -hmm. and immediately got into coaching. Mm -hmm. So I coached a travel ball team that um, my, my dad was a part of. Um, so I was traveling, coaching, um, and doing that. And then um, Max Preps, uh, job, uh, another guy that works here still, um, he was another assistant coach and he's like, hey, we have this job opening. You should apply and so funny is Meg and I both applied for the same job no And way. this is another resilience <laughs> with what sport teaches you she ended up getting the job um, And I did not mm -hmm. and so about a week later uh, I got a call in if it was from you or Janessa at the time um, and was like, hey, we actually have a part-time position So um, that's kind of how I ended up where I was mm -hmm. but it was probably a month or two after graduating mm -hmm. um, I was coaching, kind of was like, well, I guess there's a job at this sports mm -hmm. company, that's cool, mm -hmm. you know? And then didn't get it, was bummed about it. Mm -hmm. uh, but then uh, another door opened for mm -hmm. me to get it, you know, get my foot in the door. So um, yeah, it was pretty quick for me to find my next step. Mm -hmm. And then that's, I mean, almost eight years later, yeah. still here, so. That's awesome. Yeah, I think after the national tournament, we came back and I had a couple weeks of school left, there was like a big career fair at mm -hmm. school. And I remember, like, my mom had met me, and we went and bought, like, a business suit kind of thing, you know, like, pants and a jacket. And I'm, like, this college girl that's never put on, like, a business suit. But you needed to, like, look professional at this career fair and walk around and hand out your resume, mm -hmm. which luckily I had taken a class of, like, working on your resume, so mm -hmm. I had, you know, yeah. something put together. But I remember being so nervous and feeling so awkward in this awkward outfit, walking around, um, handing out your resume, and it was all very weird. But I think if any advice I would give, it's like every kid that's in there, and I say kid, you're mm -hmm. college age, maybe not mm -hmm. kid, but they're all feeling the same. So it's like, it's okay mm -hmm. to feel nervous and awkward and not super confident in yourself because you don't know what you're doing, but it's okay. Everyone's in the same boat. Yep. And these people are sitting on the other side of this table, like they know, you're mm -hmm. all, just, you know, you're all in the same boat, so it's okay to feel awkward and nervous. So mm -hmm. I'd, you know, walk around, talk to some people, pass it out. And so then I started kind of having some phone conversations and some interviews and kind of stuff started happening, but it, nothing really seemed that exciting. A lot of it was like banking or financial institutions or just things that I was like, 
not really like digging. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to Europe with one of my best girlfriends that I played college softball with for six weeks. So it was kind of like, I can't really do anything until after that trip anyways. So that was kind of the summer. And then, like I said, I was at a high school football game because my brother played and ran into Andy Beal passing out Max Preps um, programs to fans no way. and basically said, you want to come to work? And it was, I showed up thinking it was a temporary like job, just they needed some help which turned into forever, but Mm -hmm. it was like, this is what felt right. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, I didn't know I wanted to work at a sports Mm -hmm. company. I didn't even know that Max Preps, you know, was a thing Mm -hmm. really, but it just, it felt right. It was way better than the other opportunities Mm -hmm. that I was thinking about from that career fair, but like getting out into that career fair was like step one, Mm -hmm. I remember. And then, Mm -hmm. like you said, put it in the universe and like things kind of worked out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Being in the city I was located in Turlock, I knew I didn't want to stay there. Mm -hmm. So I finished volleyball in the fall and had all of the spring to look for jobs. Mm -hmm. So it was a challenge for me because I was looking for jobs where I didn't live. And I was applying to jobs in Southern California. Um, mm-hmm. I drove down to LA in a day and back just for one interview, which wow. was crazy. Um, but another thing, just timing wise, I graduated in 2009, which was the lowest low of the mm-hmm. job downturn. Mm-hmm. So there also was a real struggle there. And I was a little disillusioned wanting to work for someplace cool. So yes, mm-hmm. there was bank jobs. There was lots in Turlock I could have mm-hmm. done, but I didn't want to stay there and I didn't want to go work at these other places. In hindsight, I probably should have. Everything worked out great, mm-hmm. but I was really lucky to have a connection to Max Preps. I start, took a data entry job just punching in mm-hmm. numbers to, to have the opportunity to be there. Mm-hmm. Over the first year, I didn't really find my footing. I was doing a lot of random things for Max Preps. Um, not a full-time job, it was just as a contractor until the opportunity that I was able to apply for a full-time position doing what I liked, which is we all get to have fun, like mm-hmm. marketing, support, talking to people, being outgoing. So I hit my stride at that point. But I mean, for six months, I looked for jobs and mm-hmm. I didn't find any. And I didn't have really a support system to do it because I didn't want to stay there. So your career counseling office is great mm-hmm. if you want to work in that network. But right. they didn't really have a wide one cast mm-hmm. outside of the area. So I struggled, but it, it all worked out. And I was just you know, having faith in myself mm-hmm. Um, and the people that I knew, I, my family was really helpful. Um, so just to ride kind of out there, like, I'm not sure what's really happening. Right. This isn't ideal. And then it, it, it turned up, mm-hmm. you know, just by chugging along. So I guess if I tie that to my sports experience, we didn't win championships. Mm-hmm. We were kind of not the best team in our competitive league. But, you know, you still go out there every day mm-hmm. and try your best and it works out. So for me, it took about a year, but it all worked out. Yeah, I love that, though. And I think that's an important lesson. Like, don't just hop into something just because like it's okay to kind of wait around for something that you really love or that you think you're gonna love um like for the both of you like you kind of knew that those jobs maybe in turlock or those like finance business jobs were just not the right fit and so it's okay to um pass along those things because you know if you wait for the right one um it'll come around if you keep grinding keep fighting keep searching um because it's way better i think to wait for the right opportunity um, and for something you know that you're going to love and be passionate about versus just hopping into something just because you think you need to get And the other thing about those jobs and that interview, those are all, that's all practice. Mm -hmm. So like every one of those conversations I had on the phone or interviews that I went to, it was all just like practice, Mm -hmm. making me better at for the next one that maybe was the right one. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing I did too, when I came back, moving back home and with my parents, which is a weird thing when you've been on your own (laughs) and now you have rules again. Um, I worked at a temp agency. There was like a local temp agency because I was going to Europe for six mm-hmm. weeks and so I had these couple months and I got a couple of random like kind of office job like mm-hmm. fill in for someone answering yes. the phone or I did this thing at Model Homes where I like did these surveys at mm-hmm. when Model Homes. So it was like I kind of got myself out there just a mm-hmm. little bit to make a little bit of cash and kind of got to try a bunch of different little things. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of just good advice that there are temp agencies where you oh, can yeah. get like short-term work just to while you're figuring it out yeah, yeah. while you're figuring it out just to, and, and you get to try out stuff mm-hmm. that's so important I've had so many little like odds and ends jobs to like get to where I am today yeah. because I knew that you know like you said I like the I I just I wanted to make sure that whatever I was really getting into was the right fit and like going after my dreams. So yeah, I worked some like random little office jobs or random part-time jobs just to make ends meet because you got to do what you got to do. But also taking interviews is huge and networking. um, I know like I've applied for so many jobs and I'll go in and take the interview because I know even if it doesn't work out, it's going to be great practice for me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a um, really great lesson too. 
Okay, so any final thoughts that you ladies have for our listeners, whether it's advice in high school, college, getting a job, anything at all? Um, I would say enjoy those college moments. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're so caught up in like having to do all of this stuff, mm-hmm. but it goes by in a blink of an eye, and you're going to look back and be like, dang, that was the most fun I've ever mm-hmm. had in my entire life. Like a lot of people get into college and are so worried about their job mm-hmm. that they don't like soak it in and enjoy it. And those really will be the very best times of your lives. Like, you have no responsibilities. You have no one to take care of. You don't really have bills to pay. Like, soak it in and enjoy it and have just the very best time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. It's just truly special and will never be like that ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, why rush anything, mm-hmm. you know? If anything, take a fifth year, you know? Stay yes. there. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, and then with your sport, so Kelsey said this, but, you know, I got into coaching too after. Mm-hmm. Um, I played adult leagues after. Mm-hmm. So you will never be too far away from your sport mm-hmm. if you don't want to be. So yes. you might not be at the highest peak of your game, but you can be around your sport, and that's enough for me, you know, 10 years later. Yep. I don't have any. <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> yeah, we, we nailed it. Yeah, no, they, they I said everything I was gonna say. <laughs> I no, I think that's such an important lesson. And to those points, kind of like just don't sweat the small things. Um, live in the moment. And I think one thing is no, you can sleep sleep later on in life. I mean, I think enjoy those moments every every second that you can. Napping super important mm-hmm. because you're not really gonna be able to get much sleep every night. Um, but yeah, I, I I love that. I think it's so true. And, and college happens really quickly, so you just have to. To soak in every moment. I mean, it's a very cool um, four to five years in between high school and adulthood. It's like you're an adult, but you also don't have all the responsibilities of being an adult. So it's really enjoy those moments because, um, yeah, it's just fun and you're never going to be able to get it back. So. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it makes you who you are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, just like all the experiences you go through yep. and with the athletics, mm-hmm. it definitely makes you who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, to take it throughout the rest of your life. Yeah, one hundred percent. And like you even mentioned earlier, like you'll make mistakes, you know, and you'll you'll have amazing accomplishments, but you'll also make mistakes. And just I think just own it and and live through it, work through it, and because it makes you who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's awesome about yeah. college. One yeah. last thing about like the mistakes things. Like mm-hmm. one of my like mottos right now is fail fast. Like mm-hmm. try lots of things, yes. but fail quickly so don't be afraid to try something Mm -hmm. Um, and if it doesn't work out then just decide that didn't work out and don't just keep doing it forever Mm -hmm. so it's like don't limit yourself because you think you might fail try Mm -hmm. it and if it doesn't work out then undo it and try something else so I love that that's awesome okay well final question my favorite question what does playing like a girl mean to you um it's just finding it's just who you are you know it's girl or boy aside it's the sport and the competitive it's building that foundation for your life for me Mm -hmm. was playing like a girl was just dedicated determined and foundational for me it really Mm -hmm. everything in my life Mm -hmm. came from this so uh, I I couldn't imagine what my life would be like if I didn't have sports and didn't have that experience throughout Mm -hmm. um, my, my whole growing up Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know if this has a rating this podcast and I shouldn't say this but <laughs> when you say that statement to me what I think is like being a badass mm-hmm. like, I love that that's what I, that's how I would answer that question <laughs> love that yeah for me it would be um, like don't be scared mm-hmm. um, you know just be competitive put yourself out there and just work your ass off mm-hmm. is kind of how it, that's what I, I think mm-hmm. I mean I just always remembered getting in the batter's box and be like Pitcher, I own you. Like I, I've got this. Just being, being a badass and just mm-hmm. going out there and just be taking, you know, being a female and being able to play sports mm-hmm. and you know taking that with pride. Mm-hmm. Love that. Oh, such great answers. All right. Well, thank you, ladies, so much for being here today. Yeah, Thanks for having yeah, us. This was fun. Thanks. All right, everyone. Make sure to share this episode with a friend who you think will enjoy this podcast. I'd love to hear your feedback and thoughts on this episode, so head to iTunes to leave a review. You can also send any questions or topics you'd like us to cover by sending us a DM on Instagram at playlikeagirlmp. We want to know what you want to hear. Before you go, screenshot this episode and tag us at playlikeagirlmp so we know you're listening alongside us. Thank you so much for listening to episode 13 of Play Like a Girl. We hope you come back for more. Once again, I'm Nikki B, and remember to never stop playing like a girl. You play ball like a girl!